Welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, where we are changing the aging narrative. I'm your host, Joanne Newadak, and I'm thrilled to bring you stories that matter and celebrate your place in the world. As an advocate for lifelong learning, health, and women's empowerment, I believe it's never too late to live the life you've always imagined. Through lively and informative interviews with inspiring guests, we'll explore a wide range of topics relevant to our global sisterhood of vibrant, inquiring women just like you. Join me for today's episode and let's start changing the aging narrative together. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. I have an amazing guest for you today. She is a ball of energy and so engaging from the moment I met her earlier this year. Her and her husband have been running a real estate business and now they are going to be taking their skills and wisdom on how you are a married team, but also a business team and how you take that that partnership into being a powerhouse. So today I welcome Zena Krogadel. Welcome, welcome, Zena. Thank you so much, Joanne, for having me. Uh, Joanne, you have an amazing show and amazing um, reach of helping women. So I just thank you so much that you are giving me the honor to be on this show. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's start off with that. When you first said, oh, can I be on your show or, or can I join your group next year? It was something along those lines. I had to take a double take because I honestly thought you were like a decade or more younger than it turns out that you are not to give your age away. And I was just thrilled that we were able to come together and, and I can showcase you on our, our, on our episode this week. So why don't we share with everybody first and foremost, kind of how we met, which was back in February when uh, we both were at a business retreat and people came from all over the States and Canada. And we just had really, talking about powerhouse, we had a real powerhouse uh, group of people gathering for that that retreat. Yeah, it was a a phenomenal time. I mean, from the moment we walked into the mansion, which was already like breathtaking, (laughs) <laughs> and then meeting the people that attended. And it was so intimate too, because it wasn't like a ton of people. But no. in those three, four days, we really got to know each other and the bonds and relationships that formed were just amazing. So I am so grateful and thankful to to know you, Joanne. And I would encourage others, like if you are ever hesitating to do something that's out of your norm, I want to encourage you to do it because you never know who is on the other side, what relationships you may form and what opportunities there may be. So it's, it was definitely a a great time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I know that one of the things I'm very grateful for is being able to meet you and I'm excited to kind of delve in and learn a bit more about what you're doing. I'm super excited when you told me your newest project. So what I understand is that you and your husband for quite some time now have been partners in a real estate business. That's correct. Yeah, Yeah. that is correct. Yeah. And you've been doing really well with that. But I understand that what you're going to do now is take the wisdom that the two of you have developed on how to work together as partners, like being husband and wife, 
and business partners. And you're going to start sharing that for other people that might be out there in the world and, and they're navigating this. How do we stay married? How do we work? So I have so many questions. Won't you just jump in and let us know how did that come about? So, yeah, so we've been married for uh, over 19 years, going on 20. It'll be 20 March of 2024. And so, of course, you know, the dynamics of marriage itself can be very complicated. As anybody who's been married, is married, knows (laughs) that you've got two people having trying to come together and becoming one and unified and communicating is, is a challenge in and of itself. But then when you throw in owning a business together or running a business together and seeing each other a lot, um, throws a lot of time together, it's a lot of time together. And just to kind of give you an idea, uh, for us, we obviously have, uh, been through a lot in the 20 years, um, because anybody who's been married any length of time, there's a lot of ups and downs and anybody who tells you anything different, I think is just in denial because it's just, it, it, there's a lot of learning, learning how to communicate, learning each other's languages. I mean, let's face it. Men and women are very different in how we communicate and how we interpret what's going on. And so, uh, you know, taking the time and it takes a while to, to figure that out. But in the beginning, when we first got married, my husband was in law enforcement and, okay. uh, and I worked as a dental hygienist and, and this was my second marriage. And so I had two little kids, um, coming into this marriage. And so we had some challenges already that were coming in. His schedule for one was crazy and being married to, someone who is in law enforcement, it, it's challenging as well, because you don't know if they're coming home. You don't know if they're going to come home the same. It's you don't so know. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of dynamic and then their schedule. So when he'd mm-hmm. work the night shift, sometimes he'd be on the night shift. In fact, for several years, he was on the night shift. Um, I'd work the daytime. So we would go days sometimes without seeing each other much, just a quick text, a, Hey, good night, whatever. But in even being married, I felt like I was still a single mom for a while because I'm like, eh, I don't really mm. see him. Um, and so we had to work through those things. And then he, you know, just circumstances and everything, he ended up going into real estate, getting out of law enforcement. And so now you're talking about a different, now I'm seeing my husband more. So that was a transition, you know, and <laughs> quite, a bit. As, quite a bit. And then his business starts to pick up. And he says, look, I, I think I need your help. You're going to need to get licensed. And so I did. So I, I started working part-time with him um, as a real estate agent. Okay. And so for, for the past five and a half, almost six years now, we've been doing real estate together. And so that's another dynamic because now we not only see each other uh, a little bit more than when he saw, was in law enforcement, but we see each other a lot more. And I was going to say, that's a big shift. You went from the beginning of your marriage where it's like, Hi, honey. Bye, honey. I'll see you later to 24 seven, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're in a phase of our lives where our children are young adults. And so Mm -hmm. we don't have little kids anymore. And, and so this is the first time that we actually have had time to really just be with each other, travel together. And that was one of the reasons why this, this year was a year we decided we were going to really sign up and learn and do things, go to business conferences. And so we've been able to do that a lot because we don't have the responsibilities of having little kids in the house anymore. So it's a fun time, but it's certainly mm-hmm. a lot of adjustments, right? But as we learning time for sure. And a lot of learning time. 
Yeah. And the time to reflect on, on what you've done, you've had these different careers and you're going in now almost you're about to launch something that's really kind of a third wave where you get to take all of your wisdom and experience and share that with others. So tell me how this has come about that. I understand you want to do a, um, like a, a couple's counseling or marriage counseling, but with a niche market specifically for couples that are in business together, which is challenging. Yes, absolutely. And and we, throughout the years, we've also served at our church. And so one of the ministries mm-hmm. that we had is that we did marriage counseling. So for, for several years, we've been okay. counseling um, marriages as well. And so, yes. So what we came to realize is that, okay, we, we, do love real estate. We do love helping people come realize the American dream. But as we're interacting with a lot of other business owners and seeing what other real estate agents, there's a lot of husband and wife teams out there, is that some of them, they tolerate each other, but they don't necessarily really like each other. And then they don't, isn't necessary, and you know, you know what I mean. So you can tell that yeah, sometimes it's they love there. each other, but they don't always like each other. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they become more. It's just business partners, and they don't know how to rekindle mm. because because you're not clocking in and clocking out anymore. You, you so Good you no point. longer leave work behind. Work work is with you pretty much all the time. Your conversations can be work all the time if you aren't careful. You know, so you have to learn to have boundaries, and you have to learn to say, okay, this time is we're no we're not going to talk about work anymore. We're going to talk about us. We're going to talk about our dreams. We're going to talk about yeah. what, you know, let's rekindle the fire. Let's go on date nights. Let's go on vacations where it's just us. Um and so it can be challenging to really learn to balance that if if, mm-hmm. if that's the word you want to use, but really truly mm-hmm. try to um incorporate where where does that line stop? Yeah. Really good points. Like there is there has to be a strategy because if it's all business or all marriage, like it, you, yeah, there's, there's some real interesting dynamics that go on there. I know um, a friend that she specifically belongs to an organization that are, is all family run businesses. So when, when it's a whole family, right. And all the dynamics. So I can imagine though, husband and wife teams, it's really interesting. And, and you can really very much support people with that. At one point you said something about American dream makers. And I just want to point out that you have been running a podcast called the American dream makers and which I got to be on recently, which was amazing, lots of fun. And you have such interesting guests. So was American Dream Makers kind of the name of your real estate company or was it just something that grew from your real estate business that you wanted to just start having interesting people on your show? That's a that's a great question. So American Dream Makers actually started, you know, Ken Walls, which is, you know, part yeah. when we were at the retreat with with Turn It Up. Um I'm on his Grow Live Academy, so learning how to grow your business through live streaming. Uh, which is where I started the podcast. And so just on one, this is, this is the beauty of a mastermind and belonging to yeah. groups like this is that, yeah. you know, he was like, have you been doing it? Why aren't you doing it? I'm like, I don't even know what to call it. And then, so I threw out some names and, and so the people on there are like, you should do American dream makers. That's great. And you, and I, I said, I can have any guests I want. They're like, absolutely. And, and, you know, honestly, it was very fitting because I'd been thinking about what name would I call the podcast if I did it? And so mm-hmm. it really metamorphosed 
into, yeah, we are, we are American dream makers. We're living the American dream. We've achieved the American dream. My parents immigrated from Vietnam and absolutely obtained the American dream. And not, and I do believe all of us, the American dream belongs to all of us. And not only can you achieve it, but you absolutely can go beyond. And that doesn't, it doesn't just necessarily mean just home ownership or owning real estate, but it also means, um, you know, obtaining great relationships. It also means um, establishing uh, the the things in life that give you peace and security yeah. and safety. And yeah. even if you're not an American, that dream, people talk about the American dream and everyone knows what that, that what that term means. Yeah. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about, um, you immigrating as a child or with your family? Um, uh, because that, that's quite a fascinating story as well. Yes, absolutely. So I was just a year old when my family came to the United States and we were one of the fortunate ones because my dad worked for a lieutenant colonel, uh, in, in the U S, uh, uh, government. And how he got there was that when he was young, a young man at 17, his brother died in the war because it was a long war, as you know. Uh, and so he was very angry. He dropped out of high school, joined the army. He wanted to kill some communists. And fast forward a few years, he ended up stepping on a landmine. And fortunate for him, um, it broke his ankle, shattered it. But that was it. He obviously was alive and was able fortunate to. Fortunate he lived. Not fortunate yeah. his ankle got broken, but Not fortunate his ankle. Well, although I would have to say it probably is fortunate that his ankle mm, got injured okay. because he got discharged from the okay. army. And so mm. that gave this next season of life the opportunities that came because now he no longer could serve um, as, and because it's a long drawn out war, I mean, the longer you're there, the likelihood of you surviving becomes less and less, right? So in, in a sense, I think that probably is fortunate that he had an injury that took him out, gave him new opportunities. Um, he ended up landing a job with the U.S. government. And so when my mom and him had me, uh, he told me I had the best of the best because American dollars went a long ways. Uh, mm. And after I was, a oh, I think I was just a little o over a year old. Yes, mm -hmm. because it was April that we left that he came to work one day and his boss said, Hey, so tonight you're leaving. You need to go home and get your wife and your daughter and come back to the embassy. Your plane leaves at this time. We're, we're getting, and where out. was this? This was in Saigon. So we were in Saigon, Saigon. Okay. and this, this is during the fall of Saigon. So the fall of Saigon actually oh, occurred okay. on April 30th. We left, I believe it was April 24th. So we were one of the first wow. to get evacuated. My dad said about two days prior, um, there was a lady that he worked with. She left with a plane full of orphans and that plane got shot down just a few seconds oh. after it got taken off. Yes. Oh. So horrific. And I, and I, I'm sure if people rem remember that time, if they were in that time, I'm sure they remember that being reported on the news, but it was horrific. And of course my dad said, well, when, when oh. it was our turn to go, I wasn't sure if we were going to even make it out. You know, like, are we going to even, you know, take off? And they didn't know where they were imagine. going. Yeah. And I can't imagine either because my mom, um, you know, like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of notice. She, My dad came home and said, okay, we got to get going, get in the car. Uh, so she forgot my formula, I guess. And so he said, thankfully, my dad said, thankfully, there was another woman on the plane that had some extra. So I was able to eat. He said, I was crying, baby. 
on the plane, uh-huh. 2.30, packed in like sardines. I can't imagine the stress that that had to have been for everybody that was on that plane. Yeah. But as but you we said, up- you were you were one of the fortunate ones that were yeah. was able to escape a really not good situation. Right. And so then we ended up in uh, Camp Pendleton in California for six months until we had a sponsor and we ended up moving to Arizona. So I grew up in Flagstaff and my dad worked any job that he could get. But after Mm -hmm. a while, um, he, the jobs that he wanted to have required a high school diploma. Mm. So he went and got got his GED. And while he was getting his GED, he decided, well, I don't want to clean floors and toilets the rest of my life. So I'm going to uh, go to college. So he went to college and got his um, degree in computer science and engineering. And a couple years later, a few years later, he ended up being able to buy his first home. And so the Amazing. American dream was absolutely achieved through um, just hard work and determination. And my dad is a true inspiration because honestly, Joanne, when I went to college, so I grew up in the United States, right? And of course, English is my second language. I didn't even learn English until I hit school. But, you know, kids, as you know, the neuroplasticity of the brain of kids is phenomenal in picking up a lot of things. And so I learned uh, English and English now is my primary language. But going to college, I don't know how my dad was able to write those papers and listen. And because he had only been in this country just for a few years, you know, he was Uh, a very determined man. Yes. it's just amazing how ed- how far education can take you, right? No matter what, what I do know, and, and I've heard this from others, is just people can take your house away. They can take your land away, can take, but they can't take away your education. They can't take away your drive and determination. And people that have that and really internalize it will do well no matter where they go. Yeah. Absolutely. So he's definitely been an inspiration and certainly a, a real hero for me to have just really remembered that my dad was able to overcome uh, so many things, you know, and wow. my mother, too. I mean, just so, yeah. So then, so fast forward here, I am living my life. Definitely, you know, the American dream was always something that I definitely yeah. clung on to and wanted to achieve. And, um, and so we love, my husband, and I just love helping other people uh, gain that. And, and now we just want to add, you know, something else to it to how can we, um, how can we impact our world a little bit more? And so we see this mm-hmm. as a need and we see this as an area that could really help because let's face it, if a husband and wife aren't doing well, um, marriage wise, their businesses also suffers. Uh, the community yeah. suffers if they're, they're really involved in the community. So if we can, if we can give them skills and tools to really, get to where their marriage is thriving and, and feeling abundant and just all the positive energies that are happening, right? Yeah. Then your business is naturally going to also skyrocket. Well. And yeah. Well. I love this concept. So what I'm hearing really what's interesting is it's very much a back and forth because marriages themselves break down from stress. And one of the biggest stresses is from your business or your work not doing well. So if you can help them to do better as business partners and be real powerhouses, then that's going to help their marriage. But then the other way around that a business 
as partners can only do well if as a couple they're doing well. So really it's kind of like you're helping with both. And I love this uniqueness because people, if they're struggling as a couple might go off to marriage counselors, but if they don't have a concept of what it's like to be partners in business and just in marriage, like you're, you, you are uniquely positioned to support people in this, in this kind of niche market here. Like what a beautiful thing to come to and be able to say, Everything I do now, I can put together and really uh, um, set it going in a meaningful way. I love that. Yes. And, you know, I know when we were talking, when you were on uh, the American Dream Makers po- podcast, we were talking about, you know, hitting 50 and how that's a place where um, you start to kind of like, you know, what's that next season of life looking like? And so you start to really be reflective. And so my husband and I, as we enter as we start to leave our forties decade here, that is yeah. absolutely where we're at. The children are now grown. We've, we've, we have, are, we are so proud of them. They are doing very well, but it's like, okay, so now, now what do we have to offer others? And so mm-hmm. how amazing when we start to really look at what can we, what can we bring to the table to add value to our community, to our world, to, to the business world, and this was it. And so you, you're right in that we feel very blessed and we're very excited for sure. Yeah. 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 Tell me, I'm curious it, with, say in the last couple of years or even sort of how you're feeling right now, have you noticed a shift in you as you're getting older or coming, you said you're, you're launching into a new chapter. What has really shifted in you internally? Yeah, it, it, you know, there has been a shift and some of that too, there was a catalyst. My mother passed away last year. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And and as you know, that we're, we're at the age where parents are like you had mentioned, you Mm -hmm. know, many times is that our parents are aging or they're passing. And so these are different milestones in our lives. Right. And so when my mom passed, I think it was a real catalyst for me to really reflect and see that life truly is so short. And my mm-hmm. mom, my mom went through a lot of tra- traumatic things in her life, even before mm-hmm. leaving Vietnam. She had a very traumatic childhood and a, and a lot of things going on. And I can't imagine having a little baby and leaving the country and going to another culture and learning a new mm-hmm. language and all those things and having to raise your child in something completely new, what that must have felt like and not being able to really talk about it. Um, one, the generation doesn't really talk about those things, but two, there was no therapy and there was no therapist that could really help her um, get through the traumas. But yeah, she spent her life really um, a victim in, in many ways. She didn't know how to get out of it. She didn't know how to get out of those thoughts and she didn't know how to. And so I, when she passed for me, the light bulb was like, gosh, her life went by so fast and she spent a lot of it not really enjoying it. Like she had moments of joy, but she didn't, but most of it was, uh, I feel like life is happening to me, not necessarily for me. And I knew (laughs) I didn't want to live that way for, from, from, as a young woman, I knew I didn't want to be that way. But when she passed, I really knew life is really short. So there's more for us to do. There's more for me to do. And I better get on it and quit wasting time and not let fear hold me back because fear held my mom back so much. And I just didn't want that to be the case for me, you know? So that's where, Absolutely. Absolutely. So like what I'm hearing is that you really took stock of your life 
am I doing what I want to be doing? Am I headed in the direction I want to be headed? And you and your husband, Chris, really take that to heart. And I think do some beautiful work in the world. I am curious now if we could delve a little bit into um, what are your three pearls of wisdom or your three philosophies of life? I think, you know, maybe one of them right now you just said, but what else do you have in there that you can share with our listening audience? Well, I would say that the, 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 the three pearls of wisdom, which, um, you know, to narrow it down to three is, 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 is hard. Tough to- Right, but you can do more. (laughs) For me, it's definitely knowing, um, you know, who you are, where your identity lies. You know, for me, my identity lies in Jesus, and I know who I am, Mm -hmm. and and that sort of thing. And then the other, you know, is also um, really putting marriage as a priority, and knowing Mm -hmm. that it takes two to make it work. And there's a lot of um, communicating and compromising and forgiveness and a lot of a lot of things that go along with that because we're humans so there's none that are perfect um mm-hmm. we may look perfect on the outside but nobody is there's always we have something and our spouses are the ones that see the ugliness in us more than anybody else and so to learn to forgive and realize that the person doesn't have ill intent towards you is is huge and get and then for sure get the skills that you need to to um make that marriage you know something great and then third is, you know, just go out there and truly live, live the life that you've been assigned to live there. I believe mm. that all of us have given an assignment in, in our lives and, and maybe their assignments can change for the seasons, but when we can truly live in that assignment, that's where true joy and true happiness really will occur. So, and everything else will fall into place. So if you've got those things in line, I really have um, come to realize that everything else will fall into place. Cause no matter what they, like you said before that you can, people can take away all these things, but these are the Mm -hmm. things that people cannot take away. No one can take your identity away. Once you know what it is, no one can take, you know, if you've got a solid marriage, you you feel like you're a superpower. You truly can be a powerhouse and, and impact the world in so many ways. When you've got a partner that, you know, for sure is always on your team. And then, you know, absolutely, you know, enjoying, um, and being on the assignment of your purpose of, of what you're supposed to do. You're unstoppable. I love those living on purpose, really valuing the relationship, your, your partnership and finding someone that you can have a give, give relationship with. I always say that when, when it's not working, it feels like it's a pull, pull. Mm -hmm. And when we choose to give into you know, a relationship. And we learn, um, I always like to say, learn to generously give and graciously receive. Because, you know, people talk about, oh, it's a give take. And I'm like, I don't like that term. Nobody likes to be taken from. Nobody likes to take. But if it's a give receive, then it's like a natural flow, you know, and sometimes one person's carrying the load more and sometimes it's the other. But, you know, over the years, it balances out. So, having that relationship and nurturing it and knowing that you can be partners and a powerhouse <laughs> together and, and having like having a purpose, having a drive, having knowing that what you're doing in the life is making a difference to somebody else's life. 
And that all stems from having your identity and where your strength comes from. It's like, that's, it's pretty magical, my dear. It's pretty magical. And that's why I wanted to have you on this show. And I was really drawn to you when we first met, um, really just back in February, not that long ago, you were just, there was like, you have this beautiful radiance about you that you really are, you're living the talk, you know, like you're, you're walking the talk. Isn't that, what's the term I'm using the wrong term here, but what you talk about is also what you, I can tell you truly feel in your heart, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's been a fun adventure and a real journey for sure. And, uh, thank you so much for having me on your show. And I'm I'm thrilled to have you on. Um, before we let you go, can you let people know the best way for them to reach you? Yes. Um, please, you can go to xenacrogodal.com or, uh, you can go to American dream makers, uh, and, become part of the group there. And I'm also on YouTube as American Dream Makers. But yeah, you can absolutely get a hold of me. Zena Krogadol, Google my name. My information is absolutely out there. And Krogadol, I know, Krogadol is a little tricky, but it is (laughs) K-R-O-G-E-D-A-L. And uh, yeah, absolutely get a hold of me. I'd love to chat with you. And I love meeting people. So Thank you. Absolutely. Well, maybe we'll have you on again. And actually, I think what would be fantastic is um, let's plan, you know, sometime this year to get you on as one of the guest speakers within our Fab Soul Circle membership, right? And yeah, I think it'd be great where, um, yes, it's wonderful to listen to our podcast, but when we get you into our membership, into our, our fab soul circle gatherings, then there can be a little bit more of a juicy conversation amongst uh, some of the other women that are in the group and, and can ask you a few more direct questions. It'd be wonderful to have you part of that. Great. I'd be very honored. Thank you again, Joanne. Really appreciate it. Thank you. you. Well, everyone, you've been listening to the Fabulous of 50 podcast where we're changing the aging narrative and having meaningful conversations. And I'm so grateful that you were here, Zina Krogagal. It's so lovely to see you. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. But before you leave, I'm curious. What pearl of wisdom are you taking away from today's episode? I do hope it held some inspiration or information for you to live your best life. If you are not yet part of our sisterhood, I invite you to join our community by visiting our website, fabulousat50.com, and you'll receive a free copy of our ebook, Make Mind Fabulous, 21 Ways to Energize Your Life. It is packed with loads of tips and tricks. Plus, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review to let us know what you think. Remember, keep choosing fabulous. It's never too late to live the life you deserve. Catch you on the next episode.